0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Grochester Sports Network. I'm your host, Irfan Manji. I've got another cool episode today with a really cool guest as well. So let's grab a seat, and I will introduce him shortly. I'd like to welcome a friend of the show and of the network. He is an Ottawa Redblacks kicker, co-owner of the Canada Kicking Academy, and although he plays the American-Canadian football, he's very much a soccer fan at heart. I have with me over my Zoom call today, uh, a buddy of mine here, Gabriel Ferraro. How's it going?
1: I'm good, man. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to be on. Uh, I know you kind of said in the intro there, but... Soccer was and always will be my first love. I can never get enough of it. Talking about it, so uh, I'm really excited to be here talking.
0: I mean, that actually makes sense because you're a kicker, right? So obviously, mm-hmm. kick first, hands less. So the
1: natural transition, yeah. <laughs> I think it
0: makes sense, and and I'm really happy to have you on. And I know your IQ for Appreciate football it. is great, but a little footy over the pond is is always is always welcome. It might so, be a little
1: rusty, but yeah, no, it's okay. I, uh, so I have to keep up to date here.
0: Yeah, for sure, I have to ask. So you are a massive football player. You're also a professional player uh, in the CFL. What, what, what brought you to soccer? Like, why footy?
1: Soccer, um like I said, is my first love. I started playing when I was four years old. Um, yeah. I actually never even started playing football until I got to high school, and you know, I wasn't the kind of kid growing up where I was playing basketball and hockey. Like, it was only soccer, and that was it. Um, is all I watched. It's all I paid attention to growing up. Um, it wasn't until, like I said, in high school, when I, when I started playing football, then I kind of started following it and watching it. But it was all Italian soccer, AC Milan, a little bit of Chelsea. Um, like I said, that was my first. It always will be my first love.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Well, the fact that Milan is your team, we'll, we'll talk about them. We'll cover the Serie A. That's why you're here.
1: So yep. uh, you must be super
0: happy. And then when we get into that, I want to hear about your excitement and how Milan's playing uh, this season. Mm-hmm. So with that, we're going to start our starting 11. Uh Obviously, I said we we're going to cover the Serie A a little bit more. But before we get into that, Gabe actually suggested we talk about this because I was like, hey, buddy, what do you want to talk about other than Serie A? And he said, well, I really want to discuss Barcelona, a team in La Liga who this past summer and before a little bit before that, haven't been playing really well they've had issues with their star player with lino messi wanting to leave they've had issues with their president um they've had issues with players coming in and making appropriate spendings so um why don't i let you start off with this what's the biggest thing that we should talk about with barcelona
1: i mean the story just seems like it's getting crazy and crazier by the day um first just Messi wanting to leave in the off season who would have ever thought that um I mean it's tough where to even start so that and, and seeing how that all ended up and the disagreement he had when they hired Coleman as the coach um and then now here we are with uh, Bartimu and the whole board stepping away last week and now actually you sent me about a couple hours before the show some I guess breaking news that it looks like Barcelona is on the brink of possibly filing for bankruptcy um According to some reports, it looks like they have to offload somewhere around 190 million euros in possibly player salaries uh, to be able to not go bankrupt. Um, I, mean, I mean, how does that even happen? Like, how, where do they get that money from? Where do they offload that from? Because um, I know we chatted a bit before the show, but are you going to ask Messi to do that? Because you already know he's not happy and kind of <laughs> doesn't want to be there. No. So uh, where do you go from there, right? Um Yeah. Like I said, the situation just seems to be getting crazier and it's still developing. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes and kind of how it all plays out. Um, Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's really reflecting their play on the field. Um, They don't look cohesive. They don't look, I don't know, they don't look like the Barcelona we all have grown up watching and knowing, right? Yeah, um, so I'm interested to hear your your thoughts and your view on it.
0: For sure. Well, Barcelona currently sits 12th in the La Liga. Obviously, there's only been they've only played six games, where other teams have played seven or eight. So, still very early, I guess, for them at that juncture. But I, I think I I was watching a video before this because, like I told you off air, that my sister's like, "Hey, did you know this happened? Like Barcelona's in bankruptcy trouble." And I went no this is actually the first time i'm hearing of it and we've been following them for for months about especially with the messy situation and yeah i think it's been reported since may and developing over the last couple of months that they're gonna have to they're in a hole they didn't make much money because there was one part where the barcelona museum or something makes almost 60 million dollars a year or million euros a year and unfortunately with covid that got strapped and then they haven't really been able to do much and then the fact that they've spent a billion dollars, a billion euros or whatever pounds or something like that in an insane amount of for players to bring in but yeah. they haven't really been the quality or i guess replacements for xavi or nes star even when neymar left they really didn't bring anyone in at that caliber and obviously they thought uh, usman dembele would be that guy or Coutinho would be that guy but clearly like barcelona is paying more to teams for players that are injured or injury prone and also at the same time like for Coutinho's deal they just paid liverpool more money because he won the champions league last year so like you know we talk about united and and woodward being the idiot that he is up there I don't think Barcelona is doing anything better for themselves, right? Like, obviously, it's great that they lost Burma to Bartomu, um, um, sorry. But I don't know. I don't see this team. I think they're going to hit a downward spiral like a lot of the big clubs do. Like, I mean, Leeds used to be a powerhouse in Europe and uh, went down a division. United hasn't been the same for about seven years, and they're still never going to be the same, I don't think, for a while. and. I think Barcelona's just hitting a phase where unless they do something to develop I don't know what's going to happen to them.
1: Yeah, very much so. I think they're kind of sitting in this uh awkward stage where they have these vets like Messi, PK, Griezmann where you know maybe they're not performing to the level they really have the ability to and the talent they really have. And then they have this group of really young players who's coming up and, and like Ansu Fati and Pedri. Mm-hmm. I know we might get into them a little more but And they're kind of in this weird phase of how do you mend those two together, right? Because the vets have built it. And, well, some of them, not necessarily Griezmann and Coutinho, but they're vets. They've proven themselves on the world stage. And these young guys who are trying to prove themselves, but now to come together and play as a team. And, you know, are these vets willing to bring these younger guys to eventually take their jobs? You know that that's an awkward situation, especially in a team that isn't thriving. you know if you're winning, it's a lot easier to bring these young guys and mm-hmm. develop them and help them and you're a losing team and, and you're just trying to salvage something out of a season again, it's still really early um who knows we could be overreacting, but yeah. just from the way it seems and how this season has started and the way the off season has gone, yeah, you're right it, it kind of looks like they're hitting that downward spiral um you know everyone kind of thought, I remember a year or two ago when uh, Ronaldo left Real Madrid, at least I kind of thought that they were going to kind of go this direction, Mm -hmm. now Barcelona is going to take over, and that's completely flipped, Real Madrid's been doing great since he left, like they, obviously they've had some bumps here and there, but Mm -hmm. they still look like a strong team, they still look like the historical Real Madrid that they are, whereas you're right, Barcelona might be hitting that same, like Manchester United, like Leeds, that maybe they're heading towards that path that... Potentially a little yeah. dark, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And they talked about not wanting to go down that path, but they mm-hmm. severed ties with guys like Luis Suarez and um, Ivan Rakitic. And you're like, well, those guys were your backbones for about eight years or whatever mm-hmm. length they were there. So I don't think they've respected their veteran players, they haven't had proper communication with their veteran players. Um, yeah. and, and when you compare that to what Real Madrid's able to do, Real's been able to develop within like their 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 youth academy. Uh, you're seeing more of those players come up at play. Whereas for Barcelona, aside from Ansu Fati, and then you have Puig, who unfortunately Coleman doesn't want, uh, who is a <laughs> phenomenal player, it's just like that. Like you're you're constantly changing managers, right? Like they've they've had yeah. three managers within the last year. I mean, yeah, what sort of philosophy is going on here? Like you can I'm gonna use United as an example because it hits close to home, but you went through Van Hall, Mourinho, and now OGS in a span of like three, four years. And you're like, what's the identity of this team? So what's Barcelona's identity now moving forward? I know it's a tough question, but I don't know if you can answer it.
1: No, you're right. I don't know if I can answer that because Mm -hmm. uh, like to me, let's hope that uh, Coleman being there can give them some consistency. Hopefully they can stick with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I can't answer what it is, but I can answer my point of view of what I think it should be. and. You know, maybe now with the football background, I kind of get these terms, but I think they should go full rebuild mode and kind of mm-hmm. get rid of the Griezmann. Messi already wanted to leave. Let him go at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially with uh this money situation. If he finishes this season without signing a new contract, they off- they need to give him another bonus for finishing that contract. Yeah. yeah. They can't afford that, right? So I think they gotta go full rebuild. And they have all these young guys uh, on top of Ansu Fati, they have Pedri, they have Trincao, they have Dest, De Jong, Dembele. All these guys are under 23 years old. Mm-hmm. So full rebuild. And like we said with Real Madrid, these young guys kind of build through them and yeah. maybe you'll have one or two bad years, but you got to trust that yeah. you are who you are in Barcelona and you'll get kind of more talent from there.
0: But even with their bad year, like they shouldn't be
1: struggling as much as they are.
0: And I no. feel like this comes down to a little bit of a confidence knock. Like they have the talent there, but when For you sure. get eliminated in the Champions League, in a competition where Barcelona thrived and dominated as well as Real Madrid did, like the Spanish sides were the powerhouses, right? Um, I feel like that's really taken it out of them. Like Roma beating them, Liverpool taking it out on them, um, getting slapped by Bayern last year. I think that has to do with you know the players' confidence are going to get shackled, and I think that's why Messi. Like, I think his heart and soul is Barcelona, no matter what anyone thinks or what we believe him staying or leaving. But I think if you've been there for so long and you've lost three years in a row in a competition that you've won two or three trophies in, I think it's going to impact you. And I think the fans and not having fans, especially during COVID, has really hurt them as well because they feed off of that 99,000 fans that are allowed to be in the camp. No and I don't know. I think... I think, you know what, here, I'll pose this question to you. They okay. still have enough talent. They're still very good. Is Ronald Coleman the right coach?
2: I mean... From the get-go. Like, should he have been hired?
1: Should he have been hired? Um, see, I, I think, to me, the biggest thing, and again, it all depended on the, the way they wanted to take it and the way the whole organization wanted to go, if Messi didn't want him in, I think right then and there they have to make the decision. Are we bringing in this coach we want and letting Messi and other vets go and starting fresh? Hmm. Or are we going to keep our vets happy and bring a guy in that they want? Um, you know, something so much like a Pierlo we see in Juventus, someone they can relate to, someone that, you know, maybe isn't going to come in trying to be above them and trying to change a culture and, you know, kind of help them run this culture. Because let's be honest, Messi could probably be a player coach if he really wanted to. <laughs> and obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm being facetious here, but. Point being that I think they needed to make a decision of which way they wanted to go. And they tried to go, you know, best of both worlds. Let's try and keep both of them happy. Mm-hmm. which realistically, that's not gonna happen when there's this much money involved, this much pride involved, ego involved. Um so I think they needed to make that decision, which they chose not to. Um so if their decision was to keep Messi, then I think no, he wasn't the right hire. No. If they were willing to let Messi walk and maybe go to Manchester City, whatever then yeah, I think he could have been for the younger guys. Um, so yes, I didn't really answer your question there. No, that's but okay. It's kind of the organization, right? They kind of have to make a decision that they kind of chose not to. And now it seems like they're kind of walking away from the mess and going, yeah, mm-hmm. you guys deal with it. I'm getting out of here. Right. right? Well, so, that, I
0: mean, that's the identity crisis we referred to, right? Exactly. Like we don't know if we're going to still be competitive, but we are going to be competitive because we still need money. You know, yeah. like, okay. So if you're... The board right now because there is no board, there is no president. Mm-hmm. You have the option of firing Ronald Coleman with no financial issues. Okay, who are you bringing in that's going to relate to these
1: players? Uh that's a good question. I mean, I don't, I don't even know who's available at this point. Okay, I'll um, give you,
0: I'll give you three top managers currently. Yeah, yeah. So, Maurizio Pochettino, Pochettino, sorry, um, mm-hmm. Massimo Allegri. Yep. And we'll go a legend with Javi.
1: I mean if he's willing, Javi. I I cause I think like I said, similar to that Pierlo situation, he's been there, he's won it, and he can relate to those older guys. I don't think those older guys need someone to come in and tell them how to act and tell them the culture they need. I think they need someone to support them and kind of help them run it in a way. Um yeah, I, I would go for a type of player type coach, right? Someone who mm-hmm. can relate to the guys who's been there, understands the organization yeah. he played for that team and built what they are right now former um, captain
2: yep he's former gonna captain, have a,
1: so he's gonna
0: have more of a voice than i think coleman will and if you look exactly. at coleman's track record he had everton in southampton and now barcelona so i don't
1: i don't know like yeah, I, how did he even get there you know, I, you're right
0: like i think because he had <laughs> player connections and etc but I don't know. Like, I agree with you there. I think out of those three options I gave you, I was I was really hoping that it would be Xavi, especially if they want to maintain, again, I'm going to say the word again, but identity. Um, yep. If he wants the respect of his leaders mm-hmm. and he isn't afraid to yell at his leaders.
1: Right? Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. Xavi's that
0: type of player, but it didn't work. And out
1: because really. I think if he were to yell or kind of, you know, have to assert his dominance, he's <laughs> someone who's respected and they're, they're going to respect what he's saying, why he's saying it, where it's coming from. Um, because right? when you talk about a team like Barcelona, the first person has to be Messi. Is he going to respect the message that's coming?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're coming from, like you said, Everton and Southampton, why doesn't why would Messi listen to what you're saying? <laughs> like, what do you know more than he knows, right? Yep. Or someone like Xavi, I think he can respect where it's coming from, why he's saying he's probably heard it already when he's was the captain. Um, so I think that's the most important thing with, with teams like this that have guys as prestigious as well, the best player in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Or any of those that have those star players. I think it's most important that they respect the coach and the message.
0: True. And I mean, uh, I keep hearing this, that no player is above the team and its fans. But fortunately, I think Messi supersedes on that just because of what he brings to this club. And it's unfortunate to say that if you're a fan being like, there's no player bigger, you can go if you want. But I don't think Barcelona can afford losing Messi. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. I agree.
0: Okay, but if they can afford losing him, (laughs) where where does he end up? If he ends up
1: anywhere? I think the easy answer is Man City. I mean, um, he already has the connection there with Pep and uh, Sergio Aguero. And, you know, I think he would fit in there, kind of take that role that uh, David Silva left there. Um, It would be scary to see him there with De Bruyne. Um, You know, that would be a pretty scary team there. Yeah. out of left field, what if he came to Los Angeles in New York and just jumped right to the MLS still at the top of his game rather than coming when he's washed up? Uh, just throwing you, it out there. I don't this, see it happening. but <laughs>
0: He's going to score 10 goals a game. What the
1: a game! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing what Jovenko did here, I could just imagine what Messi oh, would do. Oh, goodness.
0: Every free <laughs> kick a guaranteed goal. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. I, can, I can see him in MLS, I think, not in the next two to three years because he's still no. in – I think he's still very good. But I think once he hits 35, 36, like Ronaldo age, I think you could probably see him coming overseas. But again, look at Ronaldo killing it in Syria. Ah, like, comes on Crazy. for 20 minutes and scores, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Last thing about Barcelona, just a quick yeah. transition. Pep Guardiola, do you mm-hmm. think he can come back to Barcelona? Because there are rumors that are floating around that, you know, he is up with his contract at City, and could he come back?
1: Do I think he could? Yeah. Do i think he would i mean with the mess that's going on there now like from his own point of view for his own career why would he right mm-hmm. i'm sure if he were available there'd be plenty of top clubs fighting and scratching to get him um i don't see why he would want to come back especially knowing messi doesn't want to be there or even doesn't have much time left there
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know he would really have to trust those guys like anzu fati and the young guys that they have there um yeah well he so need I, to overhaul i don't see that
0: You need a massive overhaul. And with how strapped they are for cash, I don't think it works. Yeah, exactly. It'd be interesting to bring them back, Mm -hmm. but I don't think in their financial stability or the situation it makes any sense. Exactly. All right, so we'll quickly go to the sport or the league, I guess, that you've been following since you were a kid. And uh, we'll start with AC Milan. AC Milan, the Rosinieri are in first. How long has it been since they've been in first or like consistently playing well? And I think... They've started to play well the tail end of last season with yes. COVID and then sort of into this year. What's going on over there? Like, all of a sudden, they're a really good team.
1: Yeah, I think it's been, I think it's been, maybe, maybe I'm exaggerating because I'm a fan. It feels like long, but I think it's been a good 10, 15 years since they've been, you know, at the top of the league fighting for the top spot. Um I think. As funny as it is, he's what, 39 years old. Since Ibra's come back from Los Angeles, they just have hit a different stride. It's, I don't know, some kind of switch flipped in them. Um, I don't know if he instilled it or it's just his presence being there. Um, but they look like a whole new team since he's got there. You're right, since the end of last season, they've been they've been on fire like this and he himself mm-hmm. has been on fire. Yeah. Um, he had that funny quote last year about when he's in the MLS saying he felt like a uh, Ferrari playing amongst Fiat's. <laughs> And man, he he showed it. He wasn't joking, right?
0: Well, the man (laughs) fought COVID and won. So, yeah.
1: I have this quote here that made me laugh when it said, he said, and I quote, "Uh, COVID had the courage to challenge me. Bad idea. (laughs) Ever since he said that, I was like, oh, everyone's done. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Ah. And again, I mean, it can't be stated, not stated that he's missed a couple games this year because of COVID and he's still leading the league with seven goals. And Mm -hmm. he's only played four games. (laughs) He hasn't played all six that the team has played. So uh, he's been on fire, but them too, they have some young guys. Um, Rafael Leao has been awesome. He mm-hmm. Two goals, three assists. He's been working really well uh, with Ibrahimovic. He's been probably playing the, the best he ever has uh, since Ibro's got back. Um, same with Kalinolu. I remember a couple of years ago when they, they did that overhaul and they bought a whole bunch of guys. And I was like, who are these guys? Like, this isn't the AC line that I remember, no. right? They used to have stars all over the place. Yeah. And now, at least last year, I was kind of like, man, like, what is that? What am I watching? Whereas now these guys are really hitting their stride, and I kind of see what the organization saw in these guys two, three years ago when they brought them all in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Looking up, they brought in Tonali this past year, yeah. a young Italian guy. Uh, I, th- I think they're, they're hopefully hitting uh, a stride where they're going to get back to who they used to be. Um, I do think going forward in the future, they are going to need a couple more pieces. You know, as good as they are playing right now, I think they're on a high. Yeah. Um. Again, I, as a Milan fan, I see them keeping it up all year, just because I'm optimistic. <laughs> but I do think for years to come, they are going to need more guys because Ibra can't do this for another three, four, or five years, right?
2: Yeah.
0: No, you're right. I think, again, identity—they lost it, right? Like yeah. you go back to the middle 2000s with Sadov, Shevchenko, Maldini, <laughs> Nesta, Kafu and net. Like I can list that team because in right? Like that yep. That was what AC Milan were. And I mean, aside from their collapse in Istanbul, they were by far the better or the best Italian team for a very long time. And for that's sure. with Juve having, you know, uh Nedvid and um Pierlo uh, no, who is it? Del Piero and then Del Piero, yeah. Yeah, Pierlo going from Milan to uh Juve. But this team I'm very happy with what they've done. Obviously, they didn't buy well. And I think it was the same situation mm-hmm. as Barcelona, where yeah. I think Milan could be one of those teams that didn't buy well, didn't develop well. They kind of stuck to their past and said, We were glorious 10 years ago. We're yeah. going to still be <laughs> glorious. Right.
2: But yeah. you look at. Yeah, Iberco, they're just kind of
0: trying to ride that wave. Exactly. You see, bringing in a guy like Diego Dallo, who I, I still don't understand how he barely plays at United. And obviously, it's because of. Juan Basaka being a fantastic tackler. But mm-hmm. Bram Diaz, Tonali, you mentioned, who yep. is going to have a fantastic ceiling. I think in a couple of years, he's going to be the next big Pirlo-esque player who will make his way over to Juve, unfortunately, <laughs> but he will.
1: It's um, true, I know.
0: <laughs> but this team is a mixture of young and old, but also the fact that they they kept their coach. Pioli wasn't supposed yep. to stick around, right? Um, yep. and then they went on this torrid pace and he stuck around and i think yep. focusing and putting some emphasis on your coaching and putting some trust in your coaching i think milan's yep. come a long
1: way yeah and i think that's important it's just that consistency right if there's mm-hmm. always a new coach coming in because they had a couple of years ago they had Getuso, so they had in as the head coach yep. they, they're just trying to all these different the players that were working and You know, it's just there was no consistency that that coach could never build a culture and build a team and trust in his players. Mm -hmm. But now, they're finally giving Pioli the chance and it's working. It's it's looking good right now. And like you said, the the ceiling's high with these young guys. Um, I guess we'll see from here if they can keep this going, Um, but if they can ride this wave. Yeah, I I mean, it's an exciting time. (laughs)
0: I know you said optimistically and internally you think that they'll always be at first and they'll stay there. Do you realistically think that they're a, a first place team with, you know, Europe as well and also Ibra
1: at thirty nine. Um, with Juventus, there
2: mm-hmm.
1: debatable because I think Juventus and we'll get into them. I think they. It's still early, and I think with Pierlo coming in, they will be okay and be the Juventus we all know from the past ten years. Um, but I do think they have a good core there in Milan. I think the, that core group of guys that are there have been there for a couple of years now. And maybe, like we said, the buys weren't great a couple of years ago. It seemed like it was that one off season they were desperate and just bought anyone they could. Um, but now they've been there; they're building that chemistry together, which is so important. Um, Uh, I do, uh, again, I'm being optimistic as a Milan fan, but I do see them being able to keep it up because that core is tight and it's been there for so long. Uh, They have, in my opinion, one of the best goalies in the world. Up and coming. Um, uh, Good defense with uh, Romagnoli in the middle, Theo Hernandez. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have some good players, some good up and coming guys. I do think they can keep it up. Um, Like I said, what gives me the optimism is that this kind of transferred from the end of last season. It's not like they just kind of hit a spurt for three games. Yeah. It's been a stretch of a good 10 games now. Um so as long as they, they can keep this consistency up and you know kind of ride this wave. I mm-hmm. mean the important thing for them is not getting that cocky feeling where they feel like oh we're good, we're in first now and we can chill. Yeah. You know as long as they keep pushing to get better, keep pushing for more goals and all that I think they can. Yeah,
0: just let Ibra do the cockiness and put exactly. all the attention on him and then take the focus Leave it all away from the rest. He can take it. Exactly. So you, do you do you genuinely think that uh um that they can actually take over from Juve after like Juve's dominance ends this year. Do you think, is this, is this where we're going?
1: <laughs> from my point of view? Yeah. Yeah. I think they can. <laughs> uh, realistically, does their dominance end? Probably not. I think Juve's still got a couple of years here. Yep. Um, yeah. No, being honest. No, I think Juve still has got a couple of years here of, yeah. of dominance, as long as Ronaldo's there and they're making all the right moves, bringing Pierlo in and, uh, some young guys they have, I don't know. It, it's going to be a tough one, but I think uh, the Serie a is at the best when it's Milan, Inter Milan, and Juve at the top, fighting for that top spot. That's when Serie A is the best. That's when, you know, they, they really gave it a good run in Europe and the Champions League and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, it's just, uh, you know, fresh, nice feeling to see those teams kind of back at the top here.
2: For sure, and
0: it, and it brings back the good old days, I guess, of Syria. Uh, And obviously, uh, I don't think we've seen all three teams collectively play well at the same time. Mm -hmm. Although I will ask you this, Um, Juventus, you know, moved on from uh, Sarri, um, the cigarette eater, uh, and then they kind of went over, moved away from Massimo Allegri. Do you really think that Andrea Pirlo is the right coach like I mean it's some seems to be a trend right like former players coming back and coaching their teams we've seen uh, Lampard Oligon or Solskjaer do it there's a couple of other players that are going into management is Pirlo with his inexperienced right move
1: um I think so because of the kind of player and person he is I think he brings that you know level-headedness that calmness um and again, as we were kind of speaking with Barcelona, I think with a team, when you have guys like Ronaldo, Chiellini, Bernucci, Buffon, I don't think they need a guy to really set a culture. They have a culture set. They mm-hmm. have the guys. They know, they know they're know they going to work hard. They know these guys are going to show up. They need almost like a peer to simply just manage them. And I think Pirlo is that guy simply because of who he is and the type of player he was. If he can transfer that into being a coach, he's that calm, level-headed you know even if things are going wrong he's not going to be freaking out he's not going to be losing his mind um
0: no he's a comp uh, I think
1: he, he he's awesome in that sense so I, I think he's perfect for this team um and like you said with the inexperience that's why for uva fans i don't think it should be too worrying that they don't look great right now and they're not killing it at the start of the season even though they are still in third place but they're not what everyone thinks right now um that loss to barcelona and you know, I'm. I wouldn't be. Too they right. could have
0: won that game, okay? To be For fair, sure. three offside For goals, sure.
1: right? Yep. yeah, but yeah. So again, I think just being that calming factor, he'll get his experience, and he has the players that even if he does make mistakes as a manager here yeah. and there, they'll bail him out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think he, he could be the right guy, and he's the kind of guy that I remember watching back in the day, thinking, man, he would be an awesome coach, <laughs> just seeing the kind of manager he was on yep. the field. Yeah. Similar to a Chavi or an Iniesta, right? For sure. And, um, that's why it kind of made me laugh when a couple of years ago when uh, Milan brought in Gattuso to be the coach. <laughs> and I was like, that is like the opposite of a guy I would want as my coach, which he ended up doing pretty well as the coach. He did.
0: He did. But I mean, a
1: player, I would never see someone like that as a coach, right? Yeah. Or the kind of guy you'd see. Um,
0: yeah, yeah so. temperament like i mean what i remember from gartuso is the 2006 world cup where he's running around in his tidy white he's like that's yeah. my memory of him not the fact Just that he was a out. soccer player <laughs> right yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um no but i think when you look at Pirlo, i will agree with you on this point point. when you see Pirlo, i see a coach like i see a guy ready to be a coach i don't necessarily mm-hmm. think he's there yet in the sense that yes yeah. it's the inexperience but i like how you put it and framed it in the sense that He doesn't need to be a coach coach yet because he has a guy like Buffon and Keilini and Bonucci and Ronaldo who have been there. They know what it takes to win. And um, that's why I think they're going to be my de facto champions, just because I think they have so much quality. They have so many good players on that team that it doesn't matter if their coach is inexperienced. I think they'll still Mm -hmm. pull that out. The question, though, comes to Europe. Um, I think even with that experience is is Pirlo ready for Europe, right? Um, yeah. Like, they they haven't looked great in any of their matches. Like, yes, they are in third, like you said, but it isn't like they're going to bulldoze you. But they also didn't look like that under, sorry, last year, they didn't look like they mm-hmm. were going to bulldoze everyone, but they still kind of walked to a championship. Yeah, And there's enough talent for them to walk to a championship. I just think Europe, where they want to win, and that's why Ronaldo was brought in, I yep. think there's something missing. Um, yeah. And albeit they were a little unfairly undone with, you know, Morata being called three times by VAR. Um, yeah. But like neither team looked great, even though Barcelona won. Like the, don't look at the scoreline. It wasn't a great game in my opinion. If you yeah, look yeah. at that game, that Ajax and that Atalanta game was fantastic. And, yeah. Um, But I think Pirlo has a lot of work to do in Europe. I think in the league he'll walk to a title just because of, the personnel which is no i agree ridiculous to say but i think when you're rich you're rich right like when you have the players you have the players
1: yeah no i agree and like you said the same reason they brought in ronaldo i think that's why they brought in Pirlo was to win the champions like at the end of the day that's what they're looking for
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know to win the league i don't even know Was it seven years in a row now and then fire their coach yeah obviously that's not what they're looking for they're yeah. not looking to win the league again which obviously mm-hmm. they are but it's yeah. the Champions League. It's what they're gutting for. Um,
0: yeah, I think they'd trade like, at least three of their Serie for, for
1: A for a shot at a final with
0: Ronaldo, right? And I think yeah, that's yeah. where Pirlo is missing something. But if yeah. they get hot and they figure it out
1: because he has the and players it for takes, it, right? they'll be fine, right? And that's all it takes, right? I, th- I think something like Champions League is almost, are you healthy and are you hot come the time of quarterfinals, huh. semifinals, finals, right? It's not mm-hmm. necessarily you're the best team all year long. Just are you hot in that moment, right?
0: It's when you turn it on, right? You look at Bayern last year. Yes, they're a fantastic team, an amazing team, but they didn't start off well, right? No. Nope. But they yeah, went on. Uh, yeah, a rampant run of like thirty something wins in a row, and yeah. smoking Barcelona and Atletico last week. Like they, they. I yeah. think you have to find that gear. And mm-hmm. I had them. I picked them last year to win the Champions League or at least be in the final there. So I think mm-hmm. they're there. I just, I'm not sure about Pirlo
2: yet.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, and like we were talking with the other teams, it comes with that uh, consistency. So yeah, if we're talking for this season, I don't know about Champions League, but his first year as a coach, mm-hmm. it would be great to see for his sake. But um, when it comes to playing teams like Bayern Munich and Liverpool, it, that consistency of having the same coach, the same players, the chemistry, that's going to end up playing a huge factor, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're playing a Liverpool team who's had the same coach and players for four or five years now, And you're this is your first team with your your first year with your team, uh, that's going to make a difference, right? So, that that does remain to be seen. And you're right; I think maybe he is missing something in that sense because never been there as a coach before. You know, if you need to make that adjustment in the 80th minute, you've never been there before in the semifinals. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: accidentally brings on you know Morata when you need somebody to defend and you're like okay what do you do it right
2: yeah
1: yeah but I think
0: uh, then this this kind of creeps up as a question Ronaldo's 36 does he have time does Pirlo have time to figure it out
1: um see that that's a funny question and if there were any other player the answer would probably be no I don't think so it's one Mm -hmm. of those you got to win now but Ronaldo seems to be like the LeBron James of soccer. Like his 36 is like 25 for any other player. Like he yep. still looks as young and as fast as ever. Um, so yeah, fact, maybe it's a year. year or two. Yeah. yeah. So to say, um, does he have time? What I mean by time, maybe a year or two. Like, I wouldn't say four or five years, right? I think yep. it's got to be this year or next season. If not, then who knows? No, that, that's why Buffon's sticking around, right? I don't think he's yeah. sticking around to be starting and playing. Oh, I playing don't think he cares points. about playing anymore. I think
0: it's about yeah. getting
1: that, getting that medal. That's all it is. That's I mean, at least is. get
0: that medal before a Super League forms and and they start yeah. not wanting to play for UEFA Champions League. But exactly, I think <laughs> I think for Ronaldo's sake, and I know he's thirty six, and we say that he's a beast, but I think another year or two, and we're gonna see a shift in Ronaldo. For sure. um, so. Hey, if you're Andrea Pirlo and you're listening to us, um get it right so we can see CR7 win another championship, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um okay. And and I'm sure that's probably hard for you to agree on cuz Juve
1: Milan. So I'm just here for Buffon. Yep. <laughs> if, if I can see Buffon lift that trophy, I don't care what jersey he's wearing, I'll be happy. <laughs> I'm glad
0: to hear that you can set that rivalry aside and
1: yeah, it's yeah. about the player.
0: So, yep. I guess so far early in the season, right? We we have a couple of surprises. Obviously, I personally didn't see Milan hitting it up there, but also a team like Sassuolo is mm-hmm. second, right? Hellas Veronis is in the top 10. Um, Roma mm-hmm. hasn't been great. Obviously it's a clerical error that gave Verona the, the points and Roma lost points. So um,
1: who's been your biggest surprise? Yeah, like you just said right there, if I told you, you know, at the start of the season, that there'd be three unbeaten teams left, and it'd be Milan, Juventus, and Sassolo. I right. think I, everyone would have called me crazy. No way. But six games in, and they played some. Uh, I forget which top team they played, but it's been mostly body, bottom teams. But they beat a top team. Um, Napoli, you said right? Napoli. They beat Napoli. Yeah. Um, so who, who knows? It's still early in the season, um, but so far they look good. They have some talent. Um, These three players, Caputo, Berardi, and Juricic, three goals apiece each. Caputo with five goals. They have some firepower. I know you mentioned before the show, are they the Atalanta of last year? You know, it may be. You know, some young guys, some motivated guys to prove themselves. Uh, Maybe they just needed something like a start like this, and they just kind of get on a roll and get going, right? That very well happens. Um, And like we were kind of saying with Bayern Munich, maybe they just get hot throughout the year. I don't think they're going to win or anything, but maybe they can make a good run and just keep popping goals in and end up in that top four to end up in the champions League. it's if there's any league it could happen in one of these top leagues it's the italian league because who the heck knows in this league and especially in a year like this with covid and all that um, yeah man it's been it's been a nice surprise to see something different it's nice to see the same with the milans and Juve back but it is also nice to see these lower teams that you would have never expected here. right
0: right it's not a staple of the top four or the top six it's it's good to see exactly. some interchangeability right so are they pretenders or they're contenders this year for you it's solo it's early it's early yeah, and, they've, so it's and early. they've played bottom 10 teams right and then yeah exactly it's early They played uh, well against think... these teams and that's yep. important and as a major club if you want to be successful in syria ah, you got to be
2: ruthless and i think they've
1: been ruthless. and that is the important thing is that they're not it's not like they're just one nothing win here and just barely pumping out a win there like They've been beating these teams straight up. Um, When it comes to the the full grand scheme of things, I would call them a pretender. I don't see them staying in the top four, realistically. Um, While I just said that this would be the league to do it in, I just kind of don't see it this year. I think there is some good firepower this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Serie A is just getting stronger over the last, you know, it kind of hit a dip there within the last like 10 years. I think they're getting stronger. Inter's getting stronger. Milan. uh, Roma's look good. I know they're in eighth. But they've played some top teams already. They've had a pretty tough schedule. Yeah. Um, uh, cool. I think Roma's still a good team. Napoli's still a good team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I still I see them sitting in the top ten. I don't know about top four though. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Hellas Verona. I, I don't see them staying where they are no, right now. They're pretenders for me for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, um, okay.
0: Look, look at Roma for a second. right? right, they're sitting in
1: eighth yeah. with eleven points currently.
0: If they're not deducted those three points against Hellas Verona in the first game of the season mm-hmm. they jump up to third or second right second or third yep. right they'll tie for second yep. so yeah i mean eventually this will shape through and it'll be fine but i think at the end of the year if roma is a point behind the leaders mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the conversation we'll have about for sure them over a clerical error but for sure sorry so, i just uh, i yeah, just saw that now and i was like well i completely didn't remember to put that into any perspective i was like ah roma's <laughs> crap this year but in reality they're,
1: no. They should be higher. than I think than they that are? game against Milan showed it. That three-three game was very exciting, back and forth. They're both two strong teams. Um, no, I, I think they definitely got potential. I think again, uh, while I like seeing the new teams, it's nice to see the two Milan's, Juve, Roma fighting for the top four. That's the way the Italian league should be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you did you grow up hating Inter by any chance? Being a hundred percent, <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah, so every I didn't time... really
1: like Juventus because my whole family is Juve fans and I'm the one Milan fan. Wait, how so does Inter's that happen? My number one hate.
0: How does that happen?
1: <laughs> Just a stubborn kid, you know, growing up, my brother liked Juve, I had to go for the rival at the time yeah. it was Milan. Here we are. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I'm glad that you've stuck with the team, right? It is intent. Yep. I'm going to shift, but it's it's always interesting to to hear stories about how people connect with their with their teams like yeah. yeah. For me, I'll give you an example. My dad's a we grew up in a liverpool household but i'm a united fan because of yeah. it, it, when you're a kid and you see your team winning i think that's yeah. what starts it and i think that's my story with my team but obviously i yeah. still love liverpool and it's really weird with contrasting liverpool and united but
2: yeah 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 it's
0: always great to have like that little story where people go wait how did this happen and you go there you go
1: right yeah yeah it's true <laughs> yeah for me it was like i said everyone loved juve and then their biggest rival at the time was milan and they had all that firepower you, you were mentioning there. And then, again, through my through my childhood, I ended up getting Ronaldinho and Beckham and Rubinho and just all this firepower coming. So I, I just fell in love with them. They're winning Champions League and winning the, the league. They had Maldini. They had uh, Nesta, all those guys. So that, that's why I fell in love with them.
0: Who's your favorite uh, Milan player of all time?
1: Inzaghi. Uh, yeah? People inzaghi is my number one, yeah. Yeah
0: because of, of his ability to score big time goals or just the fact that this yeah, guy was he like was just, this little guy that can find the
1: pocket just as, so feisty always in the right place at the right time you know he wasn't the best technically but just had the most heart out of any player he's similar to a Gattuso but playing forward and and he was a goal scorer always scored the biggest goals in the biggest moments when it was the always the most unexpected times um yeah i just he always brought that excitement whether it's Italy Milan um mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he's my favorite.
0: <laughs> so recently, Carlo Ancelotti said that uh, Inzaghi, um, well, not Inzaghi, but Calvert-Lewin reminds him of Inzaghi. Um, I mean, okay. hey, you grew up close to watching Inzaghi play. Do you think that's uh, a correct statement from your former manager who <laughs> saw a lot of Inzaghi and played him um, in big matches, right?
1: I-, I see where he's coming from, but I, would- I wouldn't I would put anyone up beside Inzaghi just because of the love I have for him. and that like feistiness I saw from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched enough of Calvert-Lewin to have a real opinion on that. Um, I do see where he's coming from though and the type of player he is. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, Nzaghi, if I haven't really seen anyone look the way he did and the way he played, again, just not being very technically good or not being very fast and not being very strong, but somehow always scoring the, the weirdest goals in, yeah. in the best spots, right?
0: You know, they say if you can go into the dirty zones, forget the dirty plays, you're going to come up with something, and I think he was one of those players that would go in oh, and yeah. play an engine-style attacking game, and I think that's a, a testament to him as a player and the fact that he's your favorite player, which is yeah, yeah. better, right? Okay, yeah. so we're going to quickly yeah. wrap up Sria, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I posed these questions to you earlier, but who are your... Okay, first of all, who's your champion this year? And I know you alluded to them, but are you sticking with them after a 5 minute conversation?
1: You know, after talking about it and really thinking about it as much as it pains me, I think Juve's taken it this year again. Um, again, they're just the strongest team. They have the strongest players. Um, like like we said with Pirlo, even if he's not making the best decisions, they have the talent to carry them right now. Yep. Um. I, I don't really see anyone competing with them. I think it will be closer, and I think it's been getting closer every year, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't see this being the year that they get dethroned, so Juve's the number one team this year.
0: Although I'd welcome any sort of upset, so I'm talking to yep. the Milans here, uh, yep. I'm talking to Romar and Napoli if they find a way to squeeze in there. Uh, yep. I'm ready for an upset. I think it's time I hope for a I'm
1: coming team. on the show in about six months and <laughs> laughing about how I was wrong and how Milan won, but... Great, yes, so uh, I'll seen. write it
0: down, I'll write it down, I'll, uh, I wrote yeah. you down for Juve, but We'll say Milan question mark, and then yeah. if that happens, then by all means, I will let you gloat for as long yeah, as. We yeah. <laughs> can.
2: Okay,
0: so if Juve are your champions, I, I also agree with you on that. Who's your top four?
1: Um, so at two naturally, I'd put Milan, mm-hmm. just because I do think they can keep up what they're doing, especially against the lower teams. Uh, so I'd put Milan two. I think Inter Milan is a strong team. I'm putting them third, um, and I still see Atalanta coming in fourth. Um, Real close, I think it's going to be within one point. And I know you only asked to top four, but I think Roma is going to be there okay. in that fifth spot. I think it's going to be within a point or two coming okay. at, to right at the end of the year.
0: Okay. Well, I'll write that down there. But mm-hmm. I'm going to... Okay, so I'm not, I don't want to agree with you for everything, especially with my top <laughs> four here. So I will say yes for Juve, yes for the, the interim AC there. But I'm going to say Napoli in fourth. And I'm only going to say this because I just saw Atalanta got get destroyed against Liverpool and I saw a mm-hmm. lot of holes and I think if any Italian team is watching them play you got to exploit those yep it just didn't look good um and I think Napoli mm-hmm. with Cartuso, they're um they're gritty and I think they're mm-hmm. gonna fight through and I think they're gonna surprise some teams um and obviously you said Roma will be there and I and I don't discount them I think if you're looking at a top six um then Atalanta, Roma, Napoli will fit the the next three out of my mm-hmm. Milan and Juve there. So yeah. Okay. So sorry, just the, going back speaking of yeah, surprises.
1: I, I just I just talked in my head there seeing Lazio at 10. Again, I know it's early. That's been a bit of a surprise having Immobile and um yeah. you know they have goal scorers there especially him to see yeah. them at 10th and under some of those teams like Hellas Verona, Santoria, like no way I saw that coming. Um I do see them coming up a little bit more but I think. Also in Europe,
0: they've been very good. Eh? Like they're, they're yeah. betting odds this uh, this morning when I tweeted it, that was three point one or whatever that means. I don't know. Kyle sent it to me, so uh, yeah. if you are looking for betting odds, <laughs> ask him. But um, he's like, I would definitely put money on them at that clip just because they've been really good in Europe. So they I have been it's yeah. Surprising, but I mean, ten points isn't like they're six points off top. Like it's not.
1: That, that's the thing. It's so early, yeah. right? It, it could be two weeks, and this whole this whole thing could shift already.
0: For sure. But yeah, no, yeah. I know I can see why you're surprised because they always find a way to score it. And Mobile is still going to score for you, but I think I think we're seeing like the collective group around him hasn't been up to par this year, and I think you mm-hmm. can't keep relying on one player to do everything.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Okay, so your player of the year?
1: I, I want to do a little different just because I think the obvious answer would be Ronaldo. And okay. he has been playing at such a high level, but I'm going to go with uh, Dybala this year. Okay. I think he's the kind of guy. Every year, he's getting better, and he's an exciting guy to watch. Um, he's someone to look out for in, in the future. He's still a young guy. Um, I'm going with him for player of the year this year.
2: Okay,
0: I mean, he hasn't played much recently, and obviously, the team's yeah. been hit with COVID and that yeah. whole thing. I know I wrote it down first to talk about, but eh, it's fine. We talk about it every week. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, in reality, I think. I like that Diabala pick. I think he was the best Juve player last year, and that's yep. saying a lot with Ronaldo, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go completely out of it, and just because I feel so bad that he's not our player anymore over at United, but Romelu Lukaku has looked amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he picked up an injury, so he didn't play uh, against Real Madrid, which yes. is unfortunate, but I, I, I do think that he's
1: he's a really good player, and he's found it. Like yep. he, he's, he's fast. Yep. He's a that big guy, but Italian he's league. fast as hell. Oh yeah. And that switch to the Italian league has been amazing for him. He's really come out of his shell. But I don't know what happened when he was at Man U, but he did not look like himself and he's back to himself and probably playing the best he ever has right now. He, he looks yep. off. That's a good pick. Yeah. I,
0: I think he plays well when he plays his back to the defender and then is able to run off the ball. Right. Yep. And I think he's the marks of a fantastic striker. So that's why yep. I have him as a player of the year. There, but I mean, I think if you get Ronaldo or Ibra or Diabala or any of the big boys up there, I think they'll be great. I'm really hoping it's like a surprise player, so we're both at the end of it. But yeah, that'd be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Well. All right. Well, that that ends our starting eleven. That was a great conversation. I liked how yes. we covered Barcelona. and We went through the Syria. Ah, I do apologize that we didn't cover the lower half of the table, but I think we'll try and get that in next time. So, if you have questions about Syria or Barcelona, please link us up. So, moving on to our off the bench segment. Obviously, we're going to continue with our tradition and. And with the spirit of the five substitution rule, which, by the way, might come to the Premier League, even though they went to three, which out of every other league, they're the only ones that decided to be different. I guess Brexit
1: yeah, had to be different.
0: <laughs> yeah, Brexit on that one there. Um, yeah. But yeah, that aside, I, I will continue with that five substitution rule. So I'll have Gabe start off the first story.
1: Yeah, so first we're talking about the injury bug. Uh, Liverpool's defensive woes continue as Fabinho is the latest victim of the injury bug. The Reds are now left with only one senior fit defender in Joe Gomez. However, Joel Matip might be on his way back, and he started on the bench for Klopp uh, this week versus Atlanta. As well, Virgil van Dyke did go on uh, successful surgery to repair his ACL. Uh, Alfonso Davies is set to miss six to eight weeks after injuring his ankle. And as we just mentioned, Romelu Lukaku got injured as well and did not play in their Tuesday clash versus Real Madrid. Uh, PSG has been hit hard. They have five key players out in Mbappe, Neymar, Icardi, Verratti, and Draxler for their tie against Leipzig. And finally, Mats Hummels is out for Dortmund.
0: In the early times of the English Championship, which is England's second division, Reading. That's right, Reading are on top of the summit with an impressive seven wins in eight matches. Talk about a surprise there. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. On Tuesday of last week, the English FA initiated a new diversity code to potentially increase the number of ethnic minority candidates to land senior jobs within the game. The code wants to increase the opportunity for non-white and female candidates.
0: COVID-19 news, because we can't go anywhere without (laughs) those. This past Thursday, LAFC of MLS closed their facilities after two more players tested positive for COVID-19. The Bundesliga was back behind closed doors this past weekend as 18,681 new cases of COVID were present on f- as of Friday across the country, uh, which forced closure. Ajax were hit with a COVID outbreak just before their Champions League match against midland They will be without captain Tadic, goalkeeper Onana, and David klassen to name a few. They, I think, they went with a, a solid amount of like 11 to 17 players. They
2: they were not cool. healthy. Well.
1: And bringing it back home here to the MLS, after originally stating that the MLS supporter shield will not be handed out this year, the supporters foundation made a 180 degree turn and has reinstated the shield after the fans and the clubs voiced their opinions, which I think is the right choice personally. <laughs>
0: yeah. Doesn't matter fans can still see the game when it's it's on TV there and um I'm glad exactly. they spoke up and I don't know why the shield abruptly did that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that does it. That ends our off-the-bench segment, and that also means that our show is done for today. Uh, Episode seven concludes, but make sure you subscribe to our show. Give us a like or leave a rating. Just a reminder to our listeners, we have switched from SoundCloud to Anchor, so that's a bit of a switch, but we are available still on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Uh, or Google Podcasts, I should say. So follow us on Twitter at TouchlineTH. You can follow me at Arfan Manji. You can follow Gabe at Ferraro underscore 10 and visit CanadaKickingAcademy.com. So if you're a soccer player that can kick the ball and you want to become a kicker,
2: please like
0: Gabe, um, by all means, sign up with them. They're, the two brothers are amazing people and I think you'll enjoy time with them. Appreciate it. Don't forget to follow our network at garage door sport or check out garage door And for more betting odds and people that know more about betting than I do, you can follow at betting house pod. And the host Kyle Vardy, who is also on the main show uh, sends me the odds once in a while. So if you want me to do that, I will keep tweeting them out until someone says no. and I want to say a big thank you to Gabe for joining us today. Thank you so much. And, and I hope you're doing well in this off season.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I, I, I had a lot of fun doing this. Don't um, have many people talk soccer about. It's been a while. So I appreciate you having me on. I, I'd love to be back.
0: Well, we will bring you back in a couple of weeks. I think maybe we're yes. on Christmas break.
1: So keep your schedule open for us then, hopefully. Perfect.
0: All right. Well, everyone, thanks awesome. for listening. And we will see you next match day. Cheers.